Hey, coffee people. Joel here. Welcome back. This is season four, episode five of the Craft Your Own Coffee podcast. Today, we are back with the second half of my conversation with Doug Cooper, founder and owner of Goldberry Roasting Company in Ashland, Ohio. In this episode, Doug dives into the core values and purpose behind Goldberry and some of his nonprofit work with coffee growers in Mexico. He also shares some fascinating insights into his experience introducing specialty coffee into a small town market. And then he brings it home at the end with a word of advice about intentionally creating healthy tension in your life, and you don't want to miss it. Enjoy, guys. Season four of the Craft Your Own Coffee podcast is supported by Sweet Maria's Home Coffee Roasting. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know of my love and respect for Sweet Maria's. They are curators of some of the highest quality green coffee from around the world. Their selection is incredible. Their attention to detail is impeccable, and they're built to serve the home coffee enthusiasts like you and me. So this season, for all you coffee people listening, Sweet Maria's is giving us 15% off one order of green coffee between now and July 1st, 2022, by using the discount code CYOCOFFEE, all caps, one word, at checkout, CYOCOFFEE. Super generous. Big shout out to Byron and Tom and the team at Sweet Maria's for being awesome and supportive of our community of home coffee lovers. Visit SweetMaria's.com to check them out. Tell me more about Goldberry. Tell us more about Goldberry. So I, the story to where you are today is, is awesome. And I'd love to hear just more about the vision for that you have for the business. It sounds like okay. there's a nonprofit sort of missional side and a cafe experience and a roasting side. So talk to me about just the brand and how you guys show up in the in the world. Yeah. Well, to you know, to to look forward, you got to look back a little bit. So when we started this, I was adamant that we start very simple. So one of our one of our core values, and we have core values that we we really are, you know, trained people in that are part of our crew, and that we really adhere to. One of them we call purity, uh, but that, how that translates is to um, we we actually have a core value to eliminate as much complication and complexity uh, that we as we can, and we have times where we review and say where where are we being too complex. So when we started, my thing was we're going to roast coffee and we're going to do drip coffee and pour overs. That's it. Uh, because we want to introduce people to the purity of coffee. And we don't have a want to have a system, a business system that is so unwieldy that it just sinks us from the start. So we started there and really got our market and and, and then we, you know, have a good online presence. Um, so our brand, Goldberry, to me, has always meant and will always mean um, purity. Um, and and then also we, call, we, we talk about goodness, uh, and that means like not only um, goodness in quality, level of quality, we could say excellence or whatever, but most people say that's good. And so, but also goodness in nobility, like being, um, being um, you know, having values uh, that are uh, benefits to, to our people and to society and, you know, the culture of the people that that um, interact with us. Um, and, and so, you know, that those are kind of the guardrails that we've developed this with. Um, the name Goldberry is from Lord of the Rings. It was a character who represented uh, healing and rejuvenation and hospitality. So that's kind of the embodiment of what we want to do. Um, so we did that for a couple of years. And then 
we really were careful and saved money and researched at, to the point where here in Ashland, we have two shops right now, uh, but here in Ashland, we wanted to do espresso drinks. Um, I came into it a little bit kicking and screaming because um, I like coffee. Um, but we, uh, we wanted to get the equipment and the, the level of quality of equipment that we really could continue our brand um, into like how we were identified. Um, so you know, we, in the last, since the first of the year, we just now have invested in really top of the line espresso equipment, brewing equipment, um, ways that our people could have an uncomplicated path to expertise without having to have a lot of years of expertise. Um, so we that so we're now doing all the I would say classic Italian espresso drinks the way they're meant to be done. Um, in the meantime, um, you know our we're selling coffee online to I last I checked about 38 different states um, and we do wholesale. Uh, so you know a large part of our growth area is wholesale selling to other uh, companies that are roast or um, that are brewing coffee or markets and that kind of thing. Uh, up, upper scale, um, you know, outlets, not grocery stores or Walmarts. Um, and uh, where we really want to grow, or our vision is eventually to minimize the number of origins that we're selling, uh, but try to, to buy all of the coffee that we're selling directly from farmers or as directly as possible. So you know, we might go from 12 standard origins now to five, but they'll be directly sourced and we'll do blends and different roast levels to create more variety. Uh, but we really want to have that direct connection with farmers and with really good product that, um, that, that we're purchasing through a relationship versus a transaction. I love that. Uh, so that's the other thing with Goldberry is um, we believe that relationships are vital, that you can only build trust through relationships. So we don't want to get great, big, huge. Uh, we want to get deep um, and uh, grow methodically and in ways that make sense profitably, profitability-wise, quality of life-wise, and also just um, strategically um, and not put a lot of pressure on us to be all that. All right. So, um, Doug, I'd love to ask a little bit more about um, your community, Ashland, Ohio. I know you mentioned kind of a bit of a drive from significant population outside of Cleveland. Um, what did you say? 24,000, I think is yep. what you said, population yeah. in Ashland. So what's that been like for you in a town like Ashland? Um, you talk about pour overs and, and like just, you know, that some of the world's best coffees that you're roasting, uh, Italian, like. Um, you know, authentic Italian style drinks and so forth. Um, has that been a challenge to introduce to the community or what's that journey been like as you pursue kind of specialty in a smaller, kind of a smaller town? Yeah, it, it, one of the big risks that I was com committed to taking um, was because I, I didn't want to compromise my values because I thought that you, you need to be who you are and do what you do. Uh, but, you know, Ashland is a conservative, we're a college town, we have a university here. Um, and, um, you know, we are, like I said, we're in between 
some cities, but we're conservative. We're like, you know, very, it's a very cool place, low cost of living. People expect things to be cheap, um, you know? And so one of the risks that I felt was, okay, I'm gonna do this the way I would if I was in a big city uh, without the attitude, um, without the pretense. And um, I'm gonna hope that it takes. And like, it, it may be that people turn their nose up to us. Well, it, it, really, it really surprised me that um, for whatever reason, our town, and I think probably a lot of towns had been prepped for what we do. Um, and we have seen engagement on, of people on a level that we didn't expect. We, we, we hoped, but we didn't expect it. So like, for instance, um, there's a guy who's, um, I think he's 99, he's almost 100 years old. And he still gets around. He drives, um, and he comes in like he he was in here. I don't know a month ago. I'm not always here, so he may have been sent there since. But you know, he comes in and he's like, um, "Hey, I'd like to try something different this time." I you know I tried the Brazil Mogiana last time, and it's really good. I like it, but I I just like to try something maybe brighter. So what would you recommend? And so I took him through you know Ethiopia, and at the time we had Tanzania, and he's like yeah, yeah, those sound like something that I'd like to try. And I said, well, would you like a sample? I did a pour over for him. He's like, yeah, that would be really good. And he tried the pour over. He's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to take a bag home. And, you know, this is a, a hundred year old guy in Ashland, Ohio. So when that kind of thing happens, I'm like, we're onto something here. Um, and, and what we found is people, if we, I don't want to sound like arrogant, like people are ignorant, but if we expose them to information about the coffee, how it's made, and our roasters right out where everyone can see it. So they come over like, it's like this magnet that attracts people to ask questions. If we, um, if we help to inform them on coffee, where it's grown, why the flavor profiles are different, why you roast things differently, like that every, for most of what we have, every coffee bean has been touched by a human hand, you know, pretty soon they're ready to play. And so what we found was for the first two years of educating and informing them, our little town, that that was very effective. Um, and uh, we have a lot of people that come in and try to hate on Starbucks. I'm like, well, yeah, they're so horrible that they're a multi-billion dollar company, you know? Right. We don't hate on anybody. It's different, yeah. And they do stuff different and like, that's fine. But we've we've tried to, in a positive way, say, you know, these farmers have delivered something that represents their identity, and we're just trying to introduce you to the farmers and what they've done, and that really resounds with people. It resonates yeah. with people, and um, so that, along with the story of our nonprofit and these pictures of Mexican farmers, has resonated with our um, with our town, and then it's it's opened doors in other towns. So we have another shop on the Oberlin College campus. Oberlin is a very progressive, you know, known progressive college, uh, and they wanted um, somebody who was a, you know, not a corporation who had a conscience. And um, you know, we, our business, they have, they have um, connected so well with our brand and our product there that they're a big part of our business plan. And and now we're looking at other colleges and other college towns. What we're finding is where where people are interested in learning and knowing uh, the big picture, our, our product is, it really connects um, 
so yeah, surprised. Um, but so far it's working out here. That's great. That's interesting insight kind of mark from a market standpoint where, where are people curious and interested? Um, yes. you're right, man. Coffee is, there's a rabbit hole that, you know, not everybody's going to get into it, but there's a lot to discover. I've certainly yeah. found that myself. It's true. And, and, and you don't want to be, again, we don't want to be pretentious and, you know, a lot of the coffee culture, um, we, there was a, another coffee shop that was gracious enough to, to do some training with us um, in another town. So our crew went there and learned, you know, more about espresso and because they had been established in that. And, you know, they were kind of the steampunk culture, like, you know, real hip and, and like, kind of like, yeah, we dare you to come in here and buy coffee from us. And our, our approach that we've found works is, well, we try really hard to be the nerd, like not nerds, uh, just the approachable, nice people. Like we don't want anyone to feel intimidated by coffee or by being around us. Uh, we want them to feel like they have a best friend uh, in our coffee or in our, in our people. And I think that's the other thing in our world culture today. Like yeah, if you're good enough and you can afford to, you can be standoffish or, you know, like really esoteric in your approach. But for us, I think most of the world needs friends. They need something comfortable. They need something easy. And so we're like, hey, that's already who we are. So let's let's leverage that. So uh, we're really enjoying kind of seeing how that does resonate with people. That's so good, man. That's so good. Appreciate you sharing. We're coming up on our time that. Um, that we've committed to um, just kind of rounding out the conversation. So um, as you think about um, your role, so I know you, you gave some really great advice on just how to be realistic, how to be thinking through, you know, for you, you had a couple of filters and some things that sort of just clicked into place with, with funding and leadership capacity and just a passion. And they all sort of intersected, but then, you know, folks might be listening to kind of what you do today and be like, wow, that sounds amazing. Like, I get the funding and all of that, but Doug gets to, you know, work in the shop when he wants to and has a couple other hustles on this, you know, on the side and consulting yeah. business. And yeah. it sounds amazing. It sounds so great. So maybe yeah. like talk, give some advice to that person that sees where you are today um, and how, like, I guess this is something you could build towards, but <clears throat> excuse me, but um, yeah, just talk to that person if they're, if they're thinking about this from more of the, um, the romantic side, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I would say, first of all, that I don't, I mean, I never intended like when I was in college or even, you know, in my thirties and in corporate, I mean, I came from a corporate environment before I did this. I never imagined like this wasn't my life plan. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I don't think, I would say like, this is the career path to follow, like do this because we all have our own path, right? Um, and, and I will put in a little plug that I think part of that process is to be really, for me, to be really receptive to God and to go through the doors that he opens and don't kick in the, the doors that are closed um, because like, you'll end up where you need to be. But I would say, um, for somebody who's interested or sees like where I'm at and, and thinks, man, this is where I'd like to be. Um, 
you, you just have to be uh, prepared to have a schizophrenic life, uh, one of great joy and excitement and one of uh, panic. <laughs> and, and really testing your trust. It, like for some people, for me, it's trust in God. Uh, for other people, it might be trust in your people or in yourself. I know for, for a fact that if I'm just trusting myself, I'm done. Like I would, I, I might as well like curl up in a fetal position on the curb somewhere because I'm just not that good. Uh, but when I trust other people, I trust God, like it's gotten me here. Um, but uh, in my weakness, um, like leading a place like this can be lonely because there's no, not always people to, to talk to who are in your situation. Uh, and it can it can really test how much faith you put in your own ability and the ability of your business to succeed. And then once you get people who are dependent on you, that rely on you to actually continue to provide them, you know, with a, with a life that, that is good for them. So um, I guess don't, don't try to be, <laughs> don't try to be like me. <laughs> um, but, um, you, you, but in saying that, like I tell people all the time, I like, we live like Kings. I'm, I'm so fortunate. And I don't mean that financially. I just mean like, this is a great life. Uh, but great life. If you don't have tension and here's my last thing about coffee. Okay. And then this will be my closer. The best coffee is, is grown where it has to struggle. The character of the flavor character of coffee is best when it has to struggle. So it's at a high elevation where the, where the, the dirt is, is not perfect and loamy and well-drained where there's fluctuation in weather, what happens is that, that that coffee plant has to slow down and has it takes time for its character to develop flavor. And for me, what's been most valuable is that the tension and the question marks and the variability and even the hardship is what has made my, I think my personal character so much better the character of our business and also made life richer. If we try to eliminate that hardship, our lives are boring and we focus on boring things. And so that's, I think my parting shot. Drop the mic. <laughs> so good, man. I love that. I took some notes for myself there. That is so good. Uh, man, Doug, thank you so much for the time together for the words of wisdom, the, just sharing your experience, um, doing a deep dive into roasting in the basement, um, all that, all that good stuff. Where can people find out more about you, about Goldberry, about your nonprofit coffee growing community? We, we have a couple websites. First of all, uh, goldberryroasting.com is our commercial uh, site. And then uh, coffeegrowingcommunity.org. We have a separate site for it. They can go and see what we're doing in Mexico. Um, and um, they can, people can email me at coffee at goldberryroasting.com. I would love, like, I mean, maybe you need some help with your business. I can help with that. But even more, if I can ever help be a mentor or if I can be mentored by somebody else. One thing we're trying to do is, is create a, a cooperative of, of companies like ours who aren't in a, um, competitive regions to really have a kind of a think tank and also a support group 
So if you're interested in something, we, we're, we're talking to a company in, in, ten, in uh, Kansas City right now, uh, and we've been talking here for a few weeks. Um, if you're interested in something like that, um, let's, let's get together and um, you know, email me and, and let's see if we can't create a, a little bit of a user's group. I love that. I'll put all that in the show notes as well, all, all the contacts that you just mentioned. Okay. Okay. You may get you may get some reach outs here, but Doug, thanks so much. And I guess if I mean if you're in Ashland, Ohio, I know if I'm in Ashland, Ohio, that's you're my first stop. Um, uh, to come yeah. have some coffee. But anybody else that's driving through, um, okay. yeah, send them your way. So thanks, yeah. Doug. Well, thank you, Joel, and and um, appreciate the opportunity. And let's next time let's talk about you, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Thanks, man. Okay. See you.